Welcome to Becoming Unique, Episode 10. Wow, time is really moving quick. 10 episodes already? I can't believe this. And to tell you, we are just getting started because I have an amazing list of guests coming up over the next few weeks so we can keep learning and growing over here at the Become a Unique Podcast. Well, today is part three in our series of the eight limbs of yoga. Today, we are on the third limb, which is called asana. Now, asana is the only physical part of the eight limbs of yoga. It's the yoga that most know when you say yoga. And asana is usually most people's introduction into yoga. I know it was definitely my introduction. I've been doing yoga consistently over the past couple of years, and I just discovered the ethical practices of yoga, which are the eight limbs of yoga. I always felt that yoga was deeper, but now I finally have been enlightened with the roots of yoga. So now I have the philosophy to put behind the energy that I've been feeling over the past few years. Today, I will be talking about asana. But if you missed limb one and limb two, I will leave the links in the descriptions so you can inform yourself. Like I said, asana is how most people are introduced to yoga, like myself. And even taking yoga over a couple of years, I didn't even know the meaning of asana. I know I've heard the words before or after class with other gym goers saying, I need to practice my asanas. I was just always so clueless to what they were speaking on and I would go about my business. But now I officially know that asana references to the physical practice of yoga. But the actual definition of the word asana means seat or strong seat. To dissect this word even more, it means steady and comfortable, peaceful comfort, stability, Let's think about it. When you're sitting in a chair, you are steady and comfortable. This is the same idea for practicing your asana. When taking a yoga class, most teachers will give you some form of modifications if a pose may be of challenge to you. For example, if a teacher tells the class to go into wheel, or some people may know it as bridge, but your steady, comfortable seat is lying on the floor with a block under your back, you have to honor that. You will hear a lot of yoga teachers say, honor where you are at. So remember, when you hit your mat, your goal is to be at a steady, comfortable seat. And don't worry about what your neighbor is doing. That person next to you may be doing a flying pigeon and you are in downward dog. Just remember to honor you and where you are at. Your neighbor's steady seat may be flying pigeon and yours is downward dog. Believe me, over time your seat will change. But I'm going to keep saying honor where you are at today. I remember a teacher telling me I was being greedy. He did it in a gentle way, but strong, with a message to me to understand. As the class was in this twisted pose, 
He saw that I was just struggling to do what the Joneses were doing. I was so focused on stepping out of my comfort zone, it caught the teacher's attention. He said, nope, you are being greedy, not today. He positioned me in the modification that brought me to my individual study seat. Now let's segue for a quick moment into taking this statement of steady seats or your asana into our everyday lives. Creating a strong seat on and off the mat means becoming so secure with yourself at where you are at in that moment that others can't interrupt the brain waves. The better we know ourselves, the more comfortable we are in our discomforts and imperfections and so on. We, when we are in discomfort, it's easy to take on others' opinions. So remember, honor where you are at on and off the mat and find the steady seat within yourself. Now, asana works every system of our body from the organs, muscular, skeletal, and nervous system. When I was 41 years old, I can say I started feeling my age. I started to feel these subtle aches. I'm not going to say they were painful, but it's like when you make a little bit of a huff. So maybe I get up in the morning, I'm like... Like I can feel the aches creeping in there. So I joined the gym at about, I believe I was 41 years old at that time. And when I started with the gym, I played around and did different things. I tried working the gym floor. I was really new to this gym life. I wasn't sure what direction I was going in. But yoga classes kept calling me. That's how I started to get into yoga. Every time I took a yoga class, I wanted to go back for more. But what I can say in yoga class, I definitely felt challenged. I remember my knees hurting. I remember my um, hamstrings were very tight. And I remember asking a couple of teachers, what do I do about these tight hamstrings? What do I do about these tight hamstrings? And it was just like, just keep practicing. No one had, I wanted an instant response, but no one gave me an instant response. It was just like, you just got to keep showing up. And a couple of years later, I can say I when I wake up, I don't feel those feelings I was feeling at 41. So now at 44, I'm not feeling those feelings anymore. And I remember saying, wow, like I'm feeling my age. And I remember when I was in yoga class, I remember my hamstrings just being so tight. And, you know, now I don't feel that anymore. I don't feel the tight hamstrings. I don't feel the aches in my knees anymore. And I strongly believe it's because I kept showing up to the mat and of yoga. And that's what yoga has blessed me with. <laughs> it's blessed me with almost aging backwards. I'm feeling like I'm 20 again. You know, I'm over here jumping around, doing splits, standing on my head. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I'm feeling much more youthful than I did when I was 41 at 44. And just before COVID-19 hit, I did join a YTT program. YTT stands for Yoga Teacher Training. And But 
COVID-19 kind of shut that down. But I did get two weeks out of the training and I can say the two people that were leading the training, as they told us their story at the beginning on the first class, like who are they, what brought them to yoga and so on, both of them had stories of injuries. One of the instructors, he was um, hit by a car in a full body cast and so on. And he, he yoga, you know, because of his, you know, injuries and needing physical therapy and so on, he was introduced to yoga. And 20, 30 years later, like he's doing handstands, headstands and being agile and, and comfortable in his body. And um, and the same thing with the other instructor. She also came to yoga through injury and the same thing. And I hear so many stories how injury brings people to yoga and yoga really trans- transforms you. Yoga can take that injury and and repair it. Now, I'm not a professional in any type of way, but I can talk from my experience and from the experience of the many stories that I've listened to. Yoga has a lot of power. It has a lot of power because it allows you to tap into your own inner power and bring it out in many different ways through all of the different limbs of yoga. So with asana, you know, bringing your practice to the mat, the physical part of it. I don't know at what point my hamstrings stop hurting and my knees stop aching, but I know from showing up to that mat, that was a gift that I received from it because it allowed me to tap into this inner being of myself and work on what was going on. So it's just a food for thought, like, you know, if you have something going on and you're looking for answers and you want to go a natural way out, yoga may be the place for you. But let me segue back into asanas. I told you know, I just made my spiel with my story. I always got to have a story in there. <laughs> but let's get back to the asanas. So, there are different categories of asanas. There's standing, there's sitting, there's twist, there's inversions. There's forward bends. There's backward bends. Every category has a different impact on the body or on us. Standing is good for knee knee joints, calf muscles, and sense of balance. Sitting poses are used for meditation. It develops physical and mental stability and relieves stiffness in joints. Twist improves the digestive system, reduces back pain, great for distress. Inversions improves circulation, increases immunity, energizes. Forward bends stretches the lower back, the hamstrings and the hips. Backward bends stretches the quads and the hip flexors and helps open up the shoulders and chest. This is just a quick rundown on how the different categories of asanas work on different areas. But when practicing any of these categories, remember, steady seat. 
Don't try to do the crazy pose that you saw on Instagram when your steady seat may be down with dog. Just like most things in life, we see the finished product, but not the history behind it. A lot of people you see in these cool positions or poses has had a consistent yoga practice for 20 plus years. And their steady seat is going to be much different from a person that's been practicing yoga for 20 plus days. Remember, always honor where you are at. One last note about asana. Remember to draw into your yamas and niyamas when you are on the mat. Some poses we like and some we don't like. Usually it's because we find it easier or harder. So you know, you like those poses that just comes easy to you. And you're like, and you kind of keep doing those poses. And then the ones that give you a bit of a challenge, you kind of stay away from them. You'd be like, I don't like that pose. You don't like it because you can't do it. <laughs> so, but with yoga, there's a saying, the pose that you're running away from is the pose that you need to be doing the most. I don't think I say it in the exact wording, but the pose that you're running away from is the pose that you need to do the most just like a lot of things in life it may be something that we need to tackle you know a a job in our life a situation in our life that we need to tackle but we seem to keep running away from it because it seems challenging but a lot of times those are the situations that we need to address the most we need to address it more than the stuff that we do like so remember that you know I know there's stuff that comes off easy and stuff that comes off difficult, but in yoga, we need to find a nice medium, you know? We need to be in the center and find every pose equal. Not one pose I like more than the next pose, but we must learn to be in the center where there is no dislike or likes. It's yoga or it's your asanas and you're practicing your asanas. So, yeah. So that concludes today's episode on asanas, but it's not over yet. This is going to be a collaboration podcast with my YouTube. So on YouTube, I'm going to be posting a video of me doing a yoga practice. I'm going to do sun citation A and B, and you guys are welcome to go roll out your mat and do a quick five-minute routine with me. And yeah, let's start practicing our asanas. So going forward, not every single podcast, but some podcasts, I'm going to be doing collaborations with my YouTube channel. So I did it two weeks ago when I talked about the Dirty Dozen. I collaborated with my YouTube and showed you how to clean the pesticides off of your produce after I finished talking about the pesticides being on your produce. So look forward to that. Make sure you guys to subscribe to the YouTube channel. So today is Sunday, August 23rd, 2020, the date that I am uploading this podcast. I have not uploaded the YouTube video as of yet. I should have it up by 
Monday, August 24th. But in the meantime, if you are listening to the podcast on Sunday, I am going to be leaving the link to my YouTube channel so you can go over there, watch some old videos of mine, subscribe, and so on. But if you come through after the 23rd, you can definitely be reassured that the video is there and you just get your mat and get ready to practice with me. Thank you for tuning in to Becoming Unique and I will see you guys on the next round. Bye.